I just spent the last about hour trying to find somewhere where I can get a COVID test. Hey, what's going on, my qualifiers? Welcome to another episode of Unqualified News with your host, M. Mauricio. That's me. Yeah. I spent about an hour just now, just now, just, just now, trying to find somewhere I can take a COVID test. Right now. If I want to take a test right now. And there isn't anywhere. I found a place, though. So I guess there is a place. But it was incredibly difficult. I spoke to so many people and everybody basically turned me away said well our appointments are full right now so i even had somebody on the phone basically tell me so is there anything else i can help you with i was like wow i just hung up so i'll be getting covid tested today not because i'm feeling any symptoms or anything like that just because i want to be negative i want to show people that i'm a negative the right thing to do is to get tested and to be negative but then does that mean I need to get tested every week to keep showing that I'm negative? And who am I showing? Who am I showing that I'm negative? Uh, this is a very COVID-heavy episode. Uh, here I bring you guys a recording of a restaurant owner in Sherman Oaks, California. And it's gone viral, basically. It's, it's old at this point in time. It's not even news anymore. But she is raising a lot of flags and if you haven't seen it, then you'll hear it right now. You can search for it as well. I also have another story from the Los Angeles Times. And this is relating an LAPD sergeant dying from COVID-19 complications. And I had to bring you guys this because I was just talking to one of my buddies. And uh, we were talking about, I guess, how culture, LAPD culture, tends to lean to the right. And people that tend to lean to the right tend to not want to wear a mask so much is what i'm seeing i don't know that's what i'm seeing but you know i don't i don't know i don't want to touch that i want to always remain down the middle but it's kind of hard sometimes it's kind of hard sometimes and to kind of end the episode on a less covid heavy note i brought you guys a story from the counter.org and this is my first time reading from the counter and it's it looks like a news outlet that revolves around the food industry so that's going to be something that i read a lot i'm sure and this one is regarding the PPP loans they gave out. Payment Protection Program loans for all the small businesses to help their employees. You guys remember that, right? Shake Shack had to give some money back. It's not a small business. And some of the stories on this episode are a little heavy. You can see my emotions somewhat bleed through because it's, uh, it's pretty personal to me. I see the restaurant business from the ground up i guess i see the restaurant owners struggling day to day i see the restaurant owners when they do good how happy they are it's just it's just a really i guess personal article i guess appreciate you guys peace All right, in my qualifiers, this has been coming up on my feed a couple times from different sources. And this lady is the owner of Pineapple Hill Saloon and Grill in Sherman Oaks, California. Uh, basically a small little drive from where I live. Uh, I've never been there, but this one hit home because just, just her emotions, the way she describes what's happening to her. And I have some audio here for you guys. Uh, there's, it's actually a video, but, uh, 
you guys can only hear it so i will describe what i'm looking at as uh, we go along i looked further into this story and so she apparently spent about eighty thousand dollars fixing up her outdoor dining experience for the customers right so that she doesn't fully have to close down her restaurant and uh so the video starts with her kind of going into her restaurant to pick up some supplies for a protest that she's doing about her closure and she goes to the parking lot and she notices that they're filming something nearby and hollywood has set up the cafeteria tents right side by side to her outdoor eating area that she is not allowed to use anymore so here's here's the here's the here's the audio here So this is my place, the Pineapple Hill Grill and Saloon. If you go to my page, you can see all the work I did for outdoor dining, for tables being seven feet apart. And I come in today because I'm organizing a protest, and I came in to get stuff for that. And I walk into my parking lot, and obviously Mayor Garcetti has approved... This. Has approved... This being set up for, this being set up for, for a movie company. I'm losing everything. Everything I own is being taken away from me. And they set up a movie company right next to my outdoor patio, which is right over here. And people wonder why I'm protesting and why I have had enough. <laughs> they have not given us money and they have shut us down. We cannot survive. My staff cannot survive. Look at this. Tell me that this is dangerous. But right next to me as a slap in my face. So what she's doing is she's pointing at her outdoor eating experience. And it's basically what you guys have seen all over the place. Tents, table six feet apart, a giant table with two, three chairs. And then she points at the, the Hollywood side, I guess. And it's just, I mean, I counted over, uh, I mean, I counted over 20 tables, you know, side by side. I mean, they did look like they were utilizing all the six feet apart rules and all that good stuff. But the hypocrisy of it it's just so what is this like what's going on here okay onward that's safe this is safe 50 feet away this is dangerous mayor garcetti and gavin newsom is responsible for every single person that doesn't have unemployment, that does not have a job, and all the businesses that are going under. And we need your help. We need somebody to do something about this. And there you go. That's the video there. You can find this video anywhere. Just look up Pineapple Hill Saloon and Grill video. I mean, you'll see this lady basically pouring her heart out to, uh, to us, to anybody that will listen. People like this went out and took out loans to be able to spend the 80000 the 50000 to be able to have that outdoor experience so that they don't shut down the restaurant, so that they don't let down their workers. 
and the city goes around and allows Hollywood catering companies to set up basically in their own parking lot. It's just a really disturbing situation. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I don't have the words. I don't have the vocabulary to be able to describe this feeling that I'm having. But it's a feeling of like it's unfair. There's this like grocery store right across the street from my job. So one of these days, like about a month ago or so, I walked in to pick up lunch. I didn't bring my lunch that day. And um, I'm paying my lunch. I bought, I don't know, like soda or not soda. It was a monster and like some peanuts or whatever and a Snickers. And I'm paying and the cashier, uh, you know, she's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm good. Everything's good. And I'm paying, I'm done. And I'm, as I'm walking out, there was a bagger there, but I didn't pay attention to him much because I didn't need a bag and he didn't pay attention to me. But then as I was walking past him, he's like, hey, hey, Mauricio. I'm like, what? And I looked back and I mean, I, at first I looked back and I looked down to like his hand. So the first, like, it was kind of like a slow motion situation where I looked down and I, first I saw his hands. He had both of his hands on the counter. And then I worked myself from his hands to his face. So I saw his hands and he had gold rings on his hands. He had a gold watch. I'm like, what the? And, you know, quickly I, I glanced and I saw him and it took me a minute or like it took me seconds to figure out, oh, I know who I'm talking to here. He's like, hey, Mauricio, what's up? What's going on? It's in Spanish. And he's like, uh, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, how are you doing? He's like, well, you know, uh, I have to work. So I'm here. I have to I have to pay the bills. I have to pay for the restaurant. The person I was talking to was a restaurant owner. Just a couple months ago, he owned a Mexican restaurant. Just a year ago, he purchased a bunch of new equipment for his brand new kitchen because his restaurant was doing so well. And then I just see him bagging. He was bagging paper plastic with all his gold rings, his, his, his watch, looking like a straight boss, looking so out of place. I remember he would pull up with his giant truck and yeah, I walked out as I was walking out of that place, going into my fucking car. Yeah, I saw his giant red truck outside, but he was the bagger. He was the guy bagging the groceries inside. See, those are the things that I'm seeing when it comes to this pandemic. Those are the small little stories that you just don't have the time in the 30 second news cycles that we get when we turn on KCAL 5 News or fox news you know they, they gotta feed you quick 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 news you don't get those like real mom and pop stories those real people that are really truly affected i mean i know everybody's being affected right now it's just like i said i just don't have the words i don't have the vocabulary for it los angeles police sergeant dies from covid19 this one comes from the Los Angeles Times by Jacqueline Cosgrove. A Los Angeles Police Department sergeant died Sunday of COVID-19 complications. Sergeant Fred Cueto was on the force for 22 years, the department said. He was known for always having a smile and being a consummate professional, the LAPD said Sunday evening on Twitter. As cases surge across L.A. County, the agency has seen an increase in recent weeks in the number of officers and civilian personnel testing positive for the coronavirus, Chief Michael Moore said at the November 24th Police Commission meeting. As of late November, 790 officers and civilian personnel had tested positive, 
And of that, 162 employees were at their home either quarantined or recovering from COVID-19. LAPD lost its first employee to COVID-19 in early July when senior detention officer Erica McDo died from complications of the disease. Officer Valentin Martinez, 45, died a few weeks later. The first sworn LAPD officer to die from COVID-19 complications. He worked patrol and he is presumed to have contracted the virus while on duty. On Sunday evening, Moore expressed his pain of losing another officer to COVID-19. The COVID-19 pandemic has tragically struck close to home for the LAPD again, Moore said on Twitter. Sergeant Fred Cueto fought valiantly but succumbed to the virus today. As we mourn the loss of one of our own, please keep his family in your thoughts and prayers tonight. And there you have it, my qualifiers. That's from the Los Angeles Times. And I just brought you guys this story because, uh, well, this story was actually brought to me. Somebody mentioned this story to me, and uh, I, I had to bring it up because I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that works for the LAPD, and... Um, We'll leave it at that. And I always, I'm always thinking about this guy. I'm always thinking about him every time I hear about this. Defund the police. Every time I hear about this, fuck the cops. Every time I hear about all this bullshit that you'd never be saying, especially to their face. And when somebody's breaking into your house, when somebody's messing with your mom or dad, or son or daughter, who are you going to call? You're going to call 911. You're going to call the police. It's just, I don't know. Alrighty, Trump's tweets at Real Donald Trump. If the Supreme Court shows great wisdom and courage, the American people will win perhaps the most important case in history, and our electoral process will be respected again. There you have it. Uh, this just came down the pipeline a couple minutes ago, and as of now, he has 7,000 likes, 15,000 retweets. 55,000 loves and that was just 21 minutes ago so there you go he's still talking about uh, this election he's still still trying to get that election but I mean this is all just huffing and puffing you know he already knows he lost and uh, it's just a bunch of huff and puff fast food giants gobbled up 1 billion dollars in federal aid for small businesses this one comes from The Counter, thecounter.org, by Claire Brown and Jessica Fu. Franchises with hundreds of restaurants flew under the radar, in one case collecting $60 million in PPP loans. Relief grants meant to buoy small businesses at the onset of the pandemic were largely absorbed by some of the nation's biggest franchises. The Counter, found in an analysis of new Paycheck Protection Program, PPP, data released by the Small Business Administration, SBA, last week. The counter also found multiple instances where conglomerates appeared to bypass the $10 million cap on loans through the use of subsidiaries. To conduct our analysis, we examined the recipients of 378 PPP loans, larger than $3 million, in the fast food and fast casual restaurant sector. At first glance, the vast majority were not easily recognizable by name. 
However, a deeper dive into each business revealed that virtually every top recipient was a company that owns and operates franchises of the country's most lucrative chains. Those that receive the maximum loan amount include Taco Bell, operator headquartered in Minnesota, a Wendy's franchise in San Antonio, a group with more than 200 Pizza Huts in California, and a McDonald's franchise in Tampa, among others. All of these are a far cry from the types of small businesses the program was intended to support. The franchises in our analysis received more than $1 billion total in PPP loans. However, they represent only a fraction of total relief. 255,050 restaurants borrowed a total of $30 billion through the program. Our analysis found that a quarter of the money went to just 1% of recipients. The Paycheck Protection Program, which dispersed a total of $660 billion, was designed for small businesses, defined by the SBA as those having fewer than 500 employees. The terms of the loans are extremely favorable. Companies don't have to pay back the money if they spent it on qualified expenses, like payroll and rent, and even if the loans aren't forgiven. The interest rate is 1%. Many PPP recipients began applying for forgiveness as early as in October. Perhaps sensing a lifeline, the National Restaurant Association in the spring lobbied for the inclusion of chain restaurants and their franchises. A loophole was born. Chain restaurants and hotels were eligible for the Paycheck Protection Program, as long as they didn't employ more than 500 employees at any one location. Restaurants were quick to take advantage of the multiple location provision. In April, news outlets reported that Shake Shack, which employs thousands of people, received a $10 million loan. The company returned the money following public outcry. Franchises of large chains like Wendy's and Taco Bell flocked to the program too. These restaurants are typically run by third-party hospitality companies, which in turn pay various fees and a cut of the revenue to use a corporation's name, menus, suppliers, and marketing. And because fast food chains often lease their stores to franchisees, it's possible the loan money made its way directly into the corporate coffers in the form of rent payments, payments that were later eligible for forgiveness. Well-resourced and centralized organized fast food chains have largely rebounded since the pandemic began. Smaller restaurants have not shared in that success. One recent analysis by New Jersey-based Kalinowski Equity Research found that independent restaurants are closing at a significantly higher rate than chains. And while PPP support is certainly not the only factor determining a restaurant's success or failure, in this very difficult year, the unevenness of the loan distribution highlights how the lobbyist-backed carved out titled restaurant relief efforts in favor of the biggest players. I feel like the government only really recognized big businesses, big restaurant chains, the franchises, said Amanda Cohen, a leader of the Independent Restaurant Coalition and owner of Dirt Candy in New York. That's who everybody felt like had the voice in Washington and was able to sort of put themselves forward. Lawmakers are currently considering a bipartisan coronavirus compromise relief bill that would replenish PPP funds by $288 billion. Advocates for independent restaurants fear that unless Congress closes the chain restaurant loophole, any new funding purportedly for small businesses will continue to exclude them.
The Danani Group, headquartered in Sugar Land, Texas, is a billion-dollar mega-successful franchising operation run by the Ponymous family, according to Multi-Unit Franchisee Magazine in 2019. In 2019, the Houston Chronicle reported that the company owns 510 Burger Kings, 290 Popeye's Fried Chicken restaurants, and others totaling 1,100 individual locations with revenues topping $2 billion a year. The Chronicle reported that the privately held company is divided into subsidiaries with a family member running each. Perhaps that's why companies sharing a business address with the Donani Group collected a total of $59.6 million in loans. The loans include $10 million for Tri-City Incorporated and $7.8 million for Northeast Foods, both of which are listed on the Donani's Group's website as satellite offices. An additional $10.9 million went to subsidiaries of Hazag Foods, which operates Wendy's franchises, and $9 million went to Houston Foods, which runs Burger Kings. The other loans went to additional businesses affiliated with the same address. The Danani Group did not respond to multiple requests for comment. In addition to the Danani Group, the counter contacted several dozen fast food franchises for comment about PPP, but none responded. Though the Danani Group received the highest total payments from the data we had analyzed, it isn't the only conglomerate associated with multiple high-dollar loans. Businesses registered to the address of Sun Holdings in Dallas, Texas, the third largest franchisee in the United States, with more than 1,000 locations of Burger King, Popeyes, Arby's, and others, were loaned $36.7 million. Four other addresses were associated with loans totaling more than the $10 million program limit. The practice of registering multiple businesses to the same address appears relatively common. 50 addresses were listed as recipients of two or more loans above $2 million. Though this may not technically violate PPP rules, it strikes some as an unfair workaround that reduces the availability of aid for all other participants. If you're an independent small business, you don't have the ability to find creative ways to get around the rules, said Stacy Mitchell, president of the Institute of Local Self-Reliance, an organization that advocates for sustainability, community development. Setting up a program that is ostensibly for the small, independent business that ultimately doesn't serve a lot of actual small businesses doesn't feel right, she said. In response to a request for comment, an SBA spokesperson shared the following statement. SBA's historically successful COVID relief loan programs have helped millions of small businesses and tens of millions of American workers when they needed it the most. The spokesperson also referred to a document stating that all PPP loans are subject to SBA review and all loans over $2 million will automatically be reviewed. One could argue that there's little harm in offering forgivable loans to multi-billion dollar conglomerates as long as they continue to employ people throughout the pandemic. But the picture gets cloudier and some of that no-strings-attached money could have been siphoned directly into McDonald's or Wendy's corporate offices in the form of rent payments. Initially, PPP recipients were required to spend 75% of their loans on payroll in order to qualify for forgiveness. They were free to use the rest of the money for qualified expenses like rent and utilities. Congress later loosened those restrictions, allowing up to 40% of the loan money to be used for non-payroll expenses. 
that means that some of the forgivable loan money may have gone directly to fast food companies that own their stores and lease the property to franchises. An SBA spokesperson confirmed in an emailed statement franchise owners claiming rent may qualify for PPP forgiveness. The spokesperson also said that borrowers are required to self-certify their loan eligibility, a process that relies on a good faith certification that the borrower has economic need. To be clear, there is no data indicating how much PPP money might have been paid in rent to fast food corporations. And in response to a detailed list of questions, McDonald's neither confirmed nor denied it had been the indirect recipient of PPP money via rent payments. Wendy's also did not respond to questions about the practice by press time. Still, this is important because fast food brands make a lot of their money as landlords. As Quartz explained in 2017, McDonald's often buys the physical properties of its outlets and rents the land to franchisees who in turn pay a substantial percentage of their sales to the corporation. McDonald's owns an estimated $30 billion in real estate and collected $6.5 billion in rent in 2017, the last time it disclosed the number. Even if sales drop precipitously, as in, say, a pandemic, McDonald's includes a minimum rent clause in its contract with franchisees, According to a 2019 financial disclosure, even if every single franchisee in the United States paid the minimum rent throughout 2020, the company would collect $2.7 billion in payments. McDonald's has reportedly refused to give its franchises rent breaks throughout the pandemic, though it has allowed some deferrals. Perhaps rental income is a part of the reason why McDonald's has been such a vocal supporter of another round of stimulus money. Because 40% of the loans could be used for expenses like utilities and rent, franchisees could have spent significant amounts of their PPP money to pay rent to McDonald's. McDonald's is far from the only fast food chain that makes a substantial amount of money on rental income. In 2019, Wendy's reported $233 million in rental payments, accounting for about 14% of its total income. Restaurant Brands International, the parent company of Burger King and Tim Hortons, a Canadian-American coffee shop chain, reported more than $800 million in property revenues last year. For some, the flow of PPP money to national fast food chains feels like a missed opportunity to circulate money within local economies during the pandemic. While franchisee owners might live and hire within the same communities as their stores, the franchising model typically siphons a significant cut of the revenue over the national offices, which dictate the terms of operations including sourcing and marketing. The dollars that you spend at a local restaurant, a significant share of that is being re-spent within your local economy, Mitchell said. That's not true of a national restaurant chain. For the most part, the dollars leave. As the pandemic drags on, this could have a devastating effect on the kinds of restaurants that can make it out of the crisis intact. We lose communities. We end up with mono communities, one type of restaurant with one type of food, Cohen said. If only franchises survive, then we lose generations of creativity and hard work and everything that sort of makes a city exciting. There's nothing wrong with a McDonald's, but there is something wrong with the only restaurant that exists is something like McDonald's. And there you have it from the counter. 
And that was a very long article basically detailing what the PPP loan was all about. We were hearing about this a couple months ago. I heard about Shake Shack having to give some money back because they basically took some money they shouldn't have taken. They legally could have kept it, but they did give it back. So that was kind of them. Uh, and I, I had to bring the story up because I just had to somewhat lighten it up. This episode is very COVID heavy, though the story isn't the brightest story. It's not so dark. <laughs> 